Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And it's uh, a pleasure to have you back with us again. As uh, we always do each week, we get together here to have a, a quick conversation about a particular legal topic and dive into it a little bit, share some information where we can, and, and try and address uh, some of the general concerns that you and others may have about a particular topic. Now, this week we're going to return to conversation regarding family law. We haven't touched on that in recent weeks, so it's uh, going to be nice to get a chance to kind of switch gears and get back to that. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and as often happens here on the podcast, I am joined by one of the uh, attorneys from Lavelle Law Limited. Uh, Janae Pequeno has been with us in the past. He's an associate there uh, specializing in, in family law, among other things. And in the past, uh, Janae and I have talked about um, a number of issues, including visitation, and today we're going to talk uh, a similar topic but a little different spin as we take a look at child support and some of the concerns surrounding that. And I think uh, we've got a, a good set of questions lined up and a lot of content for us to cover. So let's let's get to that. First of all, Janae, nice to talk to you again. Um, you know, I know it's winter time; We're all getting kind of tired of that, but I'm glad you took a few minutes to come over here and have a conversation about a legal topic. Yeah, well, thanks, Jim. It's great to get this information out to the public, and it's certainly... Uh you know, just uh, my pleasure to uh, speak with you again. You know, when when we talk about some of these things, it, I, I think, you know, it sounds silly, but we we always have to kind of frame it in a, in a legal sense, and and make it clear that um, you know, as happens with law, there are certain things that um, kind of come into play and and have to be you know acknowledged. Uh, not the least of which is that whenever something happens in a court, it's 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 binding. And when we talk about some of the things today, we have to understand that while personalities are involved and feelings are involved, once an agreement of some sort is made, um, people have to live up to it and have to uphold their obligations, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today a little bit. That's correct. And, and also sometimes for... You know, just unforeseen circumstances, individuals may have lost their job. What happens in that situation? How does the court look at it? And then if if uh, they don't go into court to try and modify anything, uh, what are some of the penalties if you get behind and how far behind do you have to go before the state starts penalizing you and, and possibly suspending your driver's license or even a passport to prevent uh, international travel or driving in Illinois? Yeah, a lot of things you might not think are, are associated with the uh, incident itself can can come about, and, and we'll talk about those a little bit. I, I think that's a great uh, great lead into this. Now, before before we dig in, when we talk about child support, we talk about visitation, custody, any of those things. Uh, I assume that those terms apply to whether it's a divorce case where where uh, a married couple had children or. Uh, scenarios in which the people were never married, but some agreement needs to be made uh, in terms of supporting or caring for a child that uh, came out of their relationship. Is that correct? That's correct, and I would even say that uh, in situations where there's been no marriage, uh, people are are well served to get a paternity test, and 
do that through the court just to make sure that they're not locking themselves up for 18 years uh, without knowledge that you know genetically this is their their child. So that's it's a big responsibility. And and uh, once the paternity determines it shows that you're the father, uh, then the agreement can come about. Or if it's contested as to the amounts, a judge will set it after looking at the financial picture of the uh, the father. And the financial picture is important, and as you alluded earlier, that, that can change. And, and let's get into that a little bit now. We're talking about people who owe child support, um, and there's usually, I assume, a sort of a monthly uh, basis in which payments need to be made. You can kind of clarify that for us. But once that's in place, um, should payments be missed, someone starts to fall behind or not pay the full amount, uh, I assume that that becomes a matter for the court, and, and it's a, a process that has to be followed there. Tell, tell us a little bit about what happens when things go awry in terms of making payments. Well, Jim, if somebody loses their job and they're not making, let's say for easy numbers, they were supposed to pay $1,000 a month, and they can no longer do that. Their unemployment insurance only pays them $800 per month. Well, now they, they don't make that $1,000 payment. They're in the hole, uh, and they're probably not going to pay anything. And so every month that goes by, that's a judgment, or every pay period that goes by, that's a judgment against the person. It kind of works like a credit card lawsuit being filed and done weekly or biweekly, whatever the pay terms are, that is a, a judgment. The child support laws in Illinois are written very precisely and very strictly and there's there's not a lot of wiggle room within them and they also get hit the individual in that situation with a nine percent interest penalty so if you if you know if you start to it can start to add up really quickly and it's just yeah. something that can penalize that that person yeah so let's let's talk about it and, and you mentioned someone losing their job which is a scenario i definitely want to talk about but but before we even get to that, I'm sure there's many cases where people just don't make the payments for whatever reason. Maybe they feel they're not uh, capable of doing it, or maybe the money's going someplace else, or there's just a um, you know an adversarial relationship. Um, yeah. If if you are the recipient, the intended recipient, is it your responsibility first of all to, to go to the court and say, look, a payment has been missed? I'm sure there's no other tracking mechanism for that. You sort of have to initiate it. They would have to initiate it, and the best thing for the person who's receiving is to force it to be taken from their paycheck. If the uh, pa- the other parent is a you know wage earner, W-2 wage earner, they can easily garnish the wages, and that is preferred because the state is the basically the bookkeeper, and they're keeping track of all of the interest, uh, the amounts, all the penalties, late fees, things of that nature, and. Um, and even for the person who's paying, it's good to, to have it done through the state because if it's not in your hand, mm-hmm. it's, it's easily more easily paid. Once it's in your sure. hand, it's harder to let go. So uh, best thing is to get it paid through the state, and if it's not being paid, they have to take them back to court on what's called a petition for rule to show cause to try and hold the individual in contempt to force compliance going forward. And you talked about the interest. Uh, obviously, there's financial implications, but you also mentioned a little bit earlier um, other actions that can be taken, uh, including, uh, you know, driving privileges, taking away the right to do that. How, how does that come in? Is that sort of a last recourse for the court, or is that an early on in the process action? 
Well, they it's not early on, and it could come at any time, though. It, early on, they're just going to try and get compliance, get the guy caught up to speed. If he's got to pay, you know, 500 per month, and you know he's a couple months behind, they'll probably say, you know, he's got to pay an, an additional hundred dollars until you know the three months that he missed is paid off. And so instead of $500 payments, he's now paying $600 payments. But the, um, you know, the the mechanism to steal to take somebody's driver's license would be it could it could be done by a, a private lawyer, or typically it would be done by the state's attorney's office, who would be, uh, I, I guess, they would be prosecuting an enforcement action for the child support to to get the money from the the father, and so they can. You know, as a penalty, if you owe probably more than five thousand, six thousand dollars, that's something where they can start to look. I've seen guys come in with you know one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars owed in child support, uh, hadn't done anything for numerous, numerous years, and then the Secretary of State sends them a notice that they're going to be suspending their license, and now it's a priority. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that it could get lost in the shuffle, and there's no there's no magic number for when the state will actually go after somebody's license. But a private attorney could they could request that and in a motion and uh, really force compliance that way. Interesting. We're we're talking to attorney Janae Pequeno of Lavelle Law Limited, um, talking about uh, concerns around around missed uh, child custody payments and some of the uh, ramifications that uh, may occur under those circumstances. Um, and I just want to let you know, too, as I, I do from time to time here on the podcast, as we get into these topics, you, I know many listeners want more details. You can always check uh, labellelaw.com. Uh, Janae, in particular, is a uh, frequent poster of articles on the website there on a number of different topics, very detailed summaries of some of these, and um, you can certainly read through those as well as, as find other podcasts and conversations that we've had. Um, now, Janae, as we come back to the conversation, you mentioned something earlier um, that I, I do want to talk about, which is a, uh, a father who is making payments and is doing so in, in good faith and on time, but their employment situation changes. They potentially lose a job. They lose their income. Um, they still are responsible. Um, does the court look at that type of a situation with a different I or can they can the parent um, immediately go to court and say, look, I, I don't have any income right now. Can I can I be you know have the payments put on hold or how does that specifically get addressed? The the person who was obligated to pay the the amount who can no longer afford to, they need to be proactive. They need to go into court. They need to file a motion to modify child support. A lot of times, if they are getting unemployment insurance, they can have uh, they can claim. With uh, the the unemployment insurance uh, agency in Illinois, that they have how many, however many dependents, one, two, three, uh, whatever it may be, four, and then they the uninsurance employment compensation they will pay uh, the typical unemployment that the individual was to receive, plus they'll cover um, dependencies, so it could be maybe. $300, $400, but they will be paying that. And so a lot of times what's best practice is for them to go into court, modify it, and say my child support obligation is equivalent to the dollar amount that unemployment will be paying uh, to uh, the, the mother. 
with those mm-hmm. kids. So yeah, a lot of people don't know about that, but unemployment insurance, if you do have dependents, they will, you know, they'll give you your unemployment, plus they'll give you, uh, or the mother, they'll give you that amount to um, to cover as a dependent as well. So it's it's beneficial, and especially when money's tight, when the employment situation changes uh, for the negative and for the worse. So, but if you don't go into court, all those months go by. You might be out of job, out of a job for eight months, a year, and if you had to pay a thousand dollars per month, you're in the hole twelve grand. It's, it's mm-hmm. very, it's, it's very painful. Plus interest yeah. on that. So then it's yeah. going to be over nine hundred dollars in interest. And it just makes it harder to climb back out of that uh, hole and catch uh, up on abs- the obligation. Absolutely, absolutely. I've seen guys paying more interest than uh, the principal. They might have $30,000 total due, and 14 of that is principal, and the remaining 16000 is interest because it just had gone on for so long. So. Well, now with not being able to go on as long as we'd like here, we are near the end of the podcast for today. I do want to have one more quick question for you, just to underline the severity of the situation. Um, you talked about, uh, again, penalties and, and having to come current and potentially losing uh, driving privileges or even a passport. At, at some point or at the beginning, I mean, is this defined as, as, a, as a criminal offense or is this simply a monetary offense that needs to be addressed? It can become criminal. If the state's attorney's office picks it up, it could be a misdemeanor owing more than 5000 and it can be a felony offense, Jim, owing more than 20000 so Interesting. it's very serious. It's very serious yeah. when those penalties kick in. Well, I um, certainly appreciate all the input from Janae, as I always do. Uh, he, he brings a great perspective to all of this, and I want to thank him for being with me today. Um, appreciate his direct style and, and the manner in which he shares valuable information. Now, looking ahead next week, we're going to stay in the family law area as attorney Christina Regal will be my guest. And Christina will walk us through the process of calculating and establishing costs related to child care in a divorce. We'll kind of get some of the mechanics around that. So a good follow-up to our conversation today. Look forward to having you with us then. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 